Tim Wise, welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast for, what is this, your third visit, Tim? This is my third visit. I feel very privileged, Roscoe. Mate, you are the number one, the number one, the highest visitor of the My Love of Golf podcast, and as always, it's a pleasure to have you back on. And like we discussed last time we spoke, we would be able to talk to you about the latest and greatest from Cobra in the tech world. And it's a very, very important time and a very opportune time for us to talk about some new product hitting the market. Well, it's already hit the market. It came out last week. You're going to tell us everything that we need to know about the new Cobra SZ. Is that correct? That is correct. I don't want it to be too much tech, but uh, let's make it as fun as possible and give some information. Yeah. Um, If I can think of any funny stories in between about uh, Jamie Glazier not having a hole in one, that sort of stuff, uh, we'll bring that up as well. (laughs) Well, uh, just for the benefit of the people listening and, and why Jamie Glazier, my partner in the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast and a very successful podcast that isn't. If you have tuned in, thank you very much. If you haven't, you really should. Uh, the next episode is yet to be conceived, but I think everything that we need to conceive about the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast for the next episode was conceived today at Peninsula Kingswood because uh, there was plenty of plenty of content out there, let's just say that, that can be talked about in terms of uh, mental capitulations on a golf course, mainly from me. But uh, yes, you're right, Jamie Glazier has not had a hole in one in a thousand years of golf, but that's another story for another day. So we, we were out hitting and hitting and fitting with the uh, the new driver today, and I could have hit a golf ball into a bunker, a greenside bunker, further than I've ever hit a golf ball in my entire time playing that golf course, potentially, but we'll, 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 we'll come back to that. So mate, my question to you to, to open up, and thank you, as I said, once again for joining us, you've just released a new driver. It's called the SZ. We've yep. just had a year of the F9. Now, just to remind everyone, the Cobra F9, which came out, it was about a year ago that we introduced that. We had a video and we did a podcast about that and a little bit of a release and it was very well, well received. Probably one of the, the drivers for 2019. And the question that I've heard, and you know, if you listen to some other stuff of the people that you know get access to the product early, is the first thing they say, well, how can they build a better driver? Because the F9 was so good. You know, Rick Shields played it all year. So good. A number of other guys, so good. A lot of the customer feedback, you know, the, the everyday golfers for, for everyday guys like the ones I'm talking to, loved it. So how do we make it better? Because uh, I think it is better because I hit it today and it flew. Let's start off with the big driver. Tim, the SZ. What does SZ mean? Uh, well, it's an interesting one because uh, SZ stands for speed zone. You know, it's a really good point you mentioned about F9 being our most successful driver ever and and for a number of reasons. So I think in my role, I was obviously hoping and praying that they're going to bring out a driver that's going to be as good, if not better, and, and change some things and, you know, worried that you never know what's going to come out now. These guys obviously know what they're doing, but you're always worried after such a successful year. You know, and we were, you know, we were nearly, we were selling twice as many drivers last year as we ever have. And that's a significant 
inroad into you know into the driver market. So you know F9 was a, a a great looking driver, a great feeling driver, and a great performing driver. So so SZ Speed Zone, what their goal was was to I guess to keep the 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 F9 shape, that speed back shape, and then redefine some things. So they basically pulled the whole driver apart, kept the shell, and said, how can we make it better? So they came up with with the six zones that they wanted to have, the power zone, the strength zone, the light zone, stability zone, low CG zone, which obviously is is really important, and the aero zone, which are, are two that have carried over from last year. Yeah. So you know, it's, I, I suppose for me, when I look at the driver um, and talk about it and when I've spoken to to my accounts about it is the real improvements are that the face, the milled face has stayed, but it's got more milling on the face. So F8 was the first CNC milled face, where which means we can get the, the face exactly how we want it in terms of thickness, um, in terms of roll and bulge and, and all the curvature. So we can make the high toe have a different loft than the low heel has. So we can get all of that absolutely perfect. Now, with this one, we've got 95% more milled area on the club, which has done a couple of things. It's meant that we've got the whole face hotter, and we've also been able to save weight by doing it as well. By saving weight, we've then able to, you know, we talk about the zones. The stability zone comes from that weight saving. So the MOI on the driver is higher than last year. Mm-hmm. The face as an average across the whole face is hotter than last year. So you've got a faster, more forgiving driver than last year, keeping the same shape with that speed back, low CG, great aerodynamics. So straight away, you know, to me, you go, okay, well, those things have made the driver better. So let's keep uh, talking. Let's keep talking about the face because it's probably the first thing that you notice when you when you go to the speed zone and you pick it up. You know, you'll see that ninety five percent more milling obvious because it wraps around the top of the, the driver you know into that yeah you know, let's give it an, let's give it a zone for the you know the people that i see when i'm fitting sometimes the sky zone so it wraps yeah. around it wraps around the sky yeah. zone also around the toe the heel yep. and the base yep. so it's like a, a massive cup yes so what's the i can only imagine to, and you tell me if i'm wrong that when you've done some of the other improvements or other modifications in the back part of the driver that that is adding a fair degree of rigidity and solidity to that front face and then probably keeping a lot of the inertia of the for ball speed in and around that face zone without losing it through you know, what is now a vastly bigger area of carbon fibre. Yes or yeah, no? So, yeah, 100%. And, and again, that adds with the stability. So because it's, it's milled over there, it's perfect, you can actually get you know, more area of the golf club where you can hit hittable golf shots. Um, the other, it does a couple of other little things, which I'm not sure whether they're by accident or, or by great design, but one is when you sky this driver as a traditional sky driver, it doesn't leave a mark on it. So we had a, um, we had a launch at the president's cup where we had our interaction zone and people were hitting the driver and, you know, the tees were at different heights and, you know, different abilities of of golfer and all of the drivers were getting skied and not leaving marks where traditionally you would have sky marks. Now for everybody, that's not going to be a benefit, but for some people it's, it is a benefit because it's not chipping the paint. It's not doing different things. Now 
um, as I said, it's whether it's good luck or, or great, you know, design technique. The other thing that has happened because, as you mentioned, so we call it the infinity face. So it goes over the top of the lip of the driver uh, on the top and on the bottom, on the toe and on the heel. Is that has improved our aerodynamics? So on the on F9, we had uh, the aero trips on the top of the driver to to aid aerodynamics. The way this now smooths the the airflow over the top, we haven't needed the aero trips on the top of the driver, which again brings the CG down lower in the driver. So little things like that, you know, weight saving make a big difference in terms of numbers and what you see with data hitting a driver. So I'm just going to quickly just try and run through some things. So the other big improvement is we've now used more carbon fibre on the driver so they call it the light zone which is basically the carbon fiber wrapped kind of hard to explain without showing people but it wrapped around the toe and around the heel so it has it has i guess a t-bar chassis yep and and then the and then the carbon fiber goes around that so again 10 percent more carbon fiber which means that 50 percent of the head is now carbon fiber so the way, I would, the way I would describe that is because most people I think might by now and a number of manufacturers have been, you know, plopping carbon fibre on the top of, you know, the heads of drivers for a number of years now. So it's a big shell, like a big clamshell type cup and it sits on top and it's bonded to the rest of the chassis of the driver. So your T-bar, imagine the face of the driver at the front being the T, the top of the T, from the middle of that T down towards the heel of the, uh, sorry, the, the the back end of the driver, the, what do you call the back end of the driver, the, you know, the back side of the, the back yeah. the back part, you know, straight away, you know, like a T-shape, it runs down there and that's the titanium T-bar and the carbon is wrapped from ostensibly on either side of that T, which is the middle of the top of the head of the driver, around the heel and around near the hosel and then around the toe and around into the sole plate. So the carbon. Yeah, so, so it wraps from top to bottom, yeah. rather than sitting on top on of the top. driver. Yeah. As, as you're saying. So the different so, the different part is that that wrapping around part and getting that shape and 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 the the weight saving I can only imagine is quite phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, again, six grams of weight. Now, six grams to us may not seem like much, but we know that that moving a you know a fourteen gram weight on a, on a driver from front to back is going to change six hundred revs of spin. You know, six grams of weight is significant, mm. significant. So, again, that being able to be put in different areas, heel, toe, and then towards the back of the club, increases the MOI, more stability, a better performing driver. And so the other big thing for this year is that there'll be two different specs in the driver so the standard sz and the sz extreme and the sz extreme has a non-movable front weight back Mm -hmm. it has a larger footprint so you know the the sole of the driver from front to back is is deeper which again is a more stable driver so it'll spin a little bit more the the extreme but it'll definitely be more stable so it probably it'll offer a little more flight and a lot more forgiveness and we know from from past i'm not sure if you've seen the dipping dot charts but from the past results as of you know the start of 2020 this is the highest moi driver on the market 
So, you know, again, it's it's a really cool thing for performance and, you know, and they look great as well. They feel great. You know, and as I said, from having a great F9 driver to then superseding it with a driver that outperforms it is is the only way you can go because you can't ask people to spend their money mm. if they're not going to get anything from it. So some of the things that I noticed today is it appears a little less triangulated than the F9, so which for me I found very appealing. It's a, that little bit more classic sort of teardrop type shape, if that's the right yeah. way to describe it. But so a little less triangulated. Um, I like it. I like the uh, the speed vents or the speed ports or the uh, what do you call the the humps? You know, the, the like on the on the bonnet of an ML63 or a or a Ferrari, yeah. or that sort of thing. So that yeah. air, that aero port. I like the, the, yeah. I like the look of those. You know, they're quite subtle and you know they don't affect your eyesight or anything like that i actually like the way the infinity face wraps around and, and gives you a very defined face look at a dress you know it it looks quite straight you know so the driver sits very very pure on the ground it's not closed it's not open it just sits nice and square and and looks square and you know it creates for me a vision that i'm going to be able to know where that face is all the time that's just a, a mind thing i know but that's how i felt when i hit the driver Acoustically, you know, for me, acoustics are a massive thing. I'm a bit of a bit of a feel and a bit of a sound guy. Um, thought it was very, 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 very nice acoustically, you know, when, especially when I hit it onto the green. So yeah, um, are you going to talk about are you going to talk about the long drive you hit? Is that what we're doing here? No, I'm going to talk about your long drive that you hit, Tim, because that was the most surprising one. So we were on the what hole was it? The fourth at Peninsula Kingswood. So the fourth at Peninsula Kingswood, what is it, about 350 metres? It's a bit of a dog leg. Yeah, it was... Probably, probably a bit longer. Yeah, okay. More okay. <laughs> Back into the breeze. <laughs> well, we would... No, no, so the fourth. So we'll talk about the fourth first. Remember the one around the corner? And you hit the toe, the, you hit it off the toe. Yeah, I, I know the one. And I smashed mine, but, you're, but you were like 20 past me. Yeah. That for me was phenomenal because, you know, at impact you know you called it and you said oh it's a little bit off the toe but it's going to be good and i smashed mine like literally smashed it out of the guts high a little bit of fade and you were 20 20 past me like i was i was just blown away by something that was you know not hit out of the center of the face and you called it and you're a pro you know exactly where you hit it and it was 20 past my smash drive i i, I just thought that that was in a very, very good level of performance out of something that didn't come out of the toe. Now, I know a toe shot, you know, it wasn't a big toe hook or a big toe draw. It was a bit of a toe push, but I don't know. Do you want to add any colour to that? I just, I, I was very impressed by the distance on that particular shot, as it was on mine because it was nearly on the, gr- on the and, ground. And that's, <clears throat> so we, we did a lot of testing um, during our conference of the driver. And, and what we found was that, you know, the mishit shots, there was, you know, less dispersion between your good and your bad shots. Yep. And I think, you know, that's a really important thing, a really important thing because, you know, we're not always hitting it out of the middle and, you know, when we're testing it, you know, usually we're getting better players to test it. But I think for the average player, that's where they're going to notice a huge difference and, you know, and an improvement. So then we tweaked around a little bit because it was probably coming out a little bit low for both of us. And we So we cranked it to, what, 10 degrees of loft today? And then, yeah, so yeah, I had it at ten degrees. So we, you started at nine with the CG weight forward, and then by the end of the round we had it sort of cranked at ten and the CG weight back. So therefore, making it a little bit more forgiving, a little bit more loft. And uh, I think that for me was the the perfect sort of loft combo. And yeah, on the sixth, okay, downwind a little bit, but um, 
to nudge that into the greenside trap, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have imagined that I would be able to that I'd hit anything else up there in the same wind previously. And uh, and then on the the eighth, the eighth, so it was back into the wind. Yeah, to get it within like twenty meters of the green there into the wind. And, and having just recently driven the green sort of downwind, you know, for me relatively, I know it's going to be hard to articulate and hard to understand for everyone listening, but it was very impressive, the performance of the driver through the wind um, with the launch and the spin and everything else that makes a ball go a longer way. When you are hitting the wind, it was it just worked. It just worked, Timmy. I was impressed. What can I say? As you said, I think it looks good and feels good as well. So, yeah, you got to look, feel and performance. You know, they're three great indicators of you know of what I can only see being a driver that does and succeeds better than than even F9 did. I think that you know momentum's a big thing, and having a great driver and then having a, a better driver on top of that is only going to be good for good for I suppose sales and good for people playing golf. So the usual questions you get shaft options. So we've got obviously shafts in there to suit. Slower swing speed, lighter weight requirements, right up to you know the big big boppers, X Flex, seventy grammers. What what are the hit us with the the brands and names of shafts that you can get? Yeah, so it was an interesting exercise on what we were going to do with shafts this year because obviously one of the we think the the keys to uh, to what happened with F nine is by having genuine aftermarket shafts made a huge difference to. The performance, and that you know, that is a huge, huge thing with drivers these days, is actually having great shafts to match up with a great club. And you know, I think I suppose we've seen the proof is in the pudding that offering more shafts or offering you know good shafts is a really important thing. You know, and we've added shafts this year from you know from last year where we had four shafts, we've added in. The, the Rogue Silver Shaft, uh, which is a, a lower launching shaft. The Hazardous Smoke Yellow. So com- last year we had the Hazardous Smoke Shaft. The year before we had the Hazardous Yellow. So the Smoke Yellow is just in between those. So we're a little bit stronger than the, the Smoke Shaft. The Tenzai Blue AV Series Shaft and the Helium Shaft, which is a little bit of a, a carryover from last year, mm-hmm. which is a lightweight shaft. You know, and again, having that option. And then so we'll carry over the shafts from this year, which will then give us seven shaft options, um, which I think you know is a great offering at seven shaft options at no upcharge um, will make a big difference. So like you can still get an Atmos, the Atmos Black and all that sort of thing, yeah? Or Atmos yeah, White, so yeah. we'll carry over Atmos Black, Atmos Blue, Hazardous smoke, yep. And then we won't really carry over the helium because we haven't because we've got a new helium that'll be the same weight. Yep. Um, so we haven't needed to carry over the helium, but um, you know that's where you've got, as I said, you've got a, a number of shafts that are going to suit different people, which is you know great for us. And tell everyone how much they're retailing for. What's the stand, the suggested retail price? Yeah. So the retail price on the driver is seven twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, from last year, is an increase of, of thirty dollars, and that's purely you know just based on the Australian dollar um, being lower this year than it was last year. So you know again, it's I feel hits a sweet spot in the in the price market. 
you know, some other drivers are probably going to be more expensive out there. But, you know, at 7.29, it's going to, you know, be, a, I suppose, a value option as well as, you know, a performance beast. So, mate, the fairways, there's obviously the fairways and the hybrids that go along with. So what are the standout features in a in a couple of minutes on the on the fairways? So you've got... You've got one that's yeah. Look, it's it's an interesting one. The the fairway we've really the one key thing that we wanted to improve with the fairway was the the ball speed from shots hit low on the club face. Um, that you know ninety five percent of misses on the fairway are low on the club face. So what they've done this year, obviously we have the baffler rails. Is this year they've put a a split in the rail. So there's they they call them split rails. And it just allows the face to flex more between the the split in the rails with a, a low hit shot, so less loss of ball speed with low hit shot. So, you know, it, the same with the hybrid, and it's from a middle shot, it's going to perform the same. And again, we don't want fairways to be going driver distances, but we want to have consistency across the face when you're hitting a shot. So, if you if your fairway goes 230 meters. We want as many shots across the face to go 230 metres because that's what you're trying to do with the fairway wood is hit it a distance. Yeah. Uh, and the same with the hybrid. So um, the split rails on the hybrid to get less loss of club head, uh, ball speed uh, with shots hit low on the club face. So a more consistent level of performance across a more a wider variety of shots to get you closer to the green regardless of you know that absolute nutball or when you just miss hit it just out of the low face or, or a little bit on the toe or whatever. Yeah. Got it. And if you if you ask any if you ask any PGA member how you become a better golfer, mm-hmm. it's hit less bad shots and make your bad shots better. Yep. So, you know, and that's that's what we're trying to do with, with that. You know, and the same with the irons is is the irons are, are similar to last year in terms of the technology, in terms of the sole getting as much weight low as possible. Um, this year, there's a, a carbon fibre top line on the iron, which again has taken some weight out of that top line, added in lower in the club with your miss hit shots being low on the iron. To again, again, if your seven iron goes 145 metres, we want as many shots with a seven iron going 145 metres. It's an interesting look, that little bit of carbon fibre that uh, that sits in that top line. So, you, you know, once again, just to describe it in a little bit more detail, you've milled out the top line of the of the iron, so made those two, you know, the, the top line like a rail and filled that in with bonded carbon fibre, which is, you know, cr- uh, chrome, you know, chrome in colour, so it, you can obviously see it, but it's not it's not in your eyesight, it's not offensive or anything, but, yeah, to have carbon fibre in the top line of the club, I, you never ever would have thought it. I remember when I saw it a couple of months ago, a few months ago, I thought, wow, that's a bit of a, a different thing to do, but, you know, as you say, if it allows you to move weight and put it to where it's important to have the weight and, you know, where it, take it from where it's not important to have the weight, that can only be, as you say, a benefit for better ball striking and more consistent ball striking, and that's what we all need. Perfect. Now, mate, is there anything else, you know, I didn't. I promised I'd only keep you for half an hour or so, but is there anything else that uh, in the Cobra world that we need to know about? There's a couple of things that I can think of. What are you thinking of? Are you thinking of of our new signing? Yeah, absolutely. Well, our last two our last two players that we've signed have been Jason Duffner and Andrew Beef Johnson. I think I think they've 
probably looked at my body shape and thought, this is where we need to go. We were trying to do our best beef and Duffner impersonations out there today, both of us in our Puma kit, mate. Yeah, we, would, we, we, uh, we would have looked okay alongside those guys. That's right. Yeah. So, so yeah. But that's a, significant, that's a good signing, a significant sort of, you know, is the brand trying to say anything about the brand in signing those guys? Is there a message in that, you know, like? We haven't been told as such that there's a message in it, but, again, I suppose it sends a message that, you know, we're not only young Ricky Fowler wannabes, that, you know, we've got different demographics, you know, that more mature people, we've got bigger people. Yeah. Um, fun fun, fun got, people, you know, like fun fun people, funny people, you know, like Duffner's a character. You know, like yeah. he's a bit quiet sometimes, but I think when he does say something, it has, has a certain degree of... Um, of impact, and he's known for you know being a little bit dry and a bit comedic. You know, beef, yeah. beef. I don't think there's anyone in in the industry or anyone that reads uh, or stays in in touch with you know the tour that would have a bad word to say about beef because he just delivers, you know, quality commentary and uh, just honest from the heart sort of messages anytime he gets the opportunity to talk. So you know, just a just a good honest guy. You know, no airs and graces. Just you see what you get. So. Yeah, I think they're they're really nice sort of fits for the brand, um, both on a playing and, and club performance perspective, but also you know wearing the Puma kit, mate. That's uh, it's really good. Yeah, and again, you know, you obviously you were wearing our shoes today on the golf course. I was wearing the shoes. Yeah, our our NXT shoes have been highly successful, and I think you know little things like that, cool things, and again, Puma is trying to has always tried to to be ahead of the curve and do we used to say cool things at work and to make the game more enjoyable more fun well, mate, i wasn't only wearing the puma shoes i was wearing the puma pants and and polo shirt mate i was All right don't worry i noticed, I noticed. you know i like to when i get when i get the opportunity to 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 i like to do the right thing mate so mate the other thing that, uh, that we briefly touched on today, and I think uh, it was a genius stroke by myself, and I think you agreed, and we'll just confirm for the benefit of all the listeners, that I was able to witness your prowess out of the bunkers. And all of our playing partners, you know, Jamie and uh, Nash from America, who was kind enough to join us today, commented on when you played out of a bunker, it came out different. It span, spun differently on the when it hit the green, and it sounded different. And you had Jamie intrigued. You know, he he was watching you, and he was saying, "I noticed your hands lower, and I noticed this. You know, your feet in a different position, your crouching lower." And you know, you had a discussion around delivering the, the the club through the sand and all of that sort of PGA Pro sort of learning sort of stuff, and it was great. And we thought, I thought, well, you know, why don't we? Being that you are such a regular guest and a, and a very giving guest of your time why don't we try and turn our hands to having a little bit of video type instruction and maybe turning some of the audio into a podcast where we can spend, whether it's once a month, once every couple of months, a little bit of around the green short game tuition by someone who I consider one of the masters of the game. If anyone can get out of a bunker with a ping putter to two feet and, uh, and win a pennant match or win a, win a match that's, and that's you, um, you can, you're qualified more so that to give uh, advice on short game. I'd love to receive some of that advice because you saw some of my strengths today and you saw some of my challenges and they're still there. So m- maybe we could uh, spend some time doing some instruction. You could be, you know, the unofficial head of instruction for the My Love of Golf podcast. How, how does that fit with you, Timmy? I like the idea of it, Roscoe. I like the idea of me being able to, I suppose, give some 
guidance on on what I think, and I definitely watch and listen to a lot of people. There's there's a few people that I've you know had a lot of time for that have you know given time, and you know you see guys like you and Walters, you see guys like Brett Rumford, and Rummy puts stuff up all the time on short game where you're looking and listening, and obviously as you said, different sounds and different feels and and different spin and and also different theories because. Mm-hmm. Something that I do may not be the right thing for someone else to do, and but each person might be able to get a little thing out of it to help them improve their game, lower their score, be happier when they get home, be happier when they go to work the next day, be more productive. You know, it's a big cycle. It's you know, well, I know, what, what I know Jamie f- says, Wellness Wednesday golf. Exactly. Well, I know what people are getting from the Mental Mastery Golf podcast in terms of when they get access to Jamie's thoughts on improving and development, the mind, developing the mind performance for the golf game. So, you know, I think, um, you know, in concert with that, if we could if we could do some around the green, short game, chipping, pitching, putting as a starting point, I think, I think we might be able to, to help some people. And as you say, it might not be right for everyone, but at least it might be something better than nothing. And you know, selfishly for me, I'm looking for every every bit of information that I can get. And it dawned on me when I watched you with that little chip. It was only like that little ten meter chip from the back of the fifth green, off a tight lie, sixty degree, and I I could see the leading edge just sliding beautifully under the ball. The bounce sole just in the perfect position. It went about two feet in the air. Two bounces, check, stop next to the hole, and I put myself in my mind's eye in that sort of shot, and I just thought, you know, that's three levels above. I need to get one level closer to to that. So I thought, well, I need some help, and you know, you've got. Well, I, I'll let <clears throat> I'll let you try and think of somewhere that has a great short game facility that we can do some things. Yeah, okay. Well, I think I might know the place, but uh, as long as we can get there at the right time, mate, uh, I'm sure we'll be fine. And, and you don't mind losing a couple of golf balls. Once again, for the benefit of those of you kind enough to be tuning in and still tuning in, Tim is referring to the wonderful short game facility at Peninsula Kingswood, which Mike Cocking has put a beautiful feature. You know, it just makes it a, such a serene place to be and be able to chip and pitch and, and do all that sort of thing. He's put a uh, you know, the raised creek style of, of creek through there. So I think it's a nice little mental sort of barrier you know if you're going to go chipping and pitching you put yourself with danger behind behind you or in front of you and try and get over it and try and work on your on your weak points because uh you know if you've got some of those barriers barriers and challenges there and you can have a little 20 session 20 ball chip session and not hit one in the water or not thin one over the back well that's a good thing so and if you do thin one over the back it goes in a little bit of water and you can crawl down there and get it out tim it's not that bad and ross will go down and get it and charge you two dollars get your ball back well, I won't, but I'll be going down to get my balls because they're usually pretty fresh ones from whatever the brand of ball that I choose to be using at that particular time. <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to leave that one there for anyone else to pick up. Now, well, Tim. Let's, let's organise that. Thank you. Excellent work. Once again, thanks again for joining me on the My Love of Golf podcast for, I think, the third time. You will definitely be back. And uh, I love you, mate. I love the work that you do with us and for us and uh, what you're doing with the brand. Thank you again. And for those of you tuning in, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Until next time we meet, thanks for coming back. Ciao.